Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Sometimes menus don't do a sufficient enough job of kind of telling you, you know, how, it, how it's prepared. It, it doesn't come on pasta. You know, the worst thing ever is getting something that you don't expect. Exactly. You know, oh, I didn't know that was a salad. Oh, I didn't know it was on, mm-hmm. you know, it was on Julian vegetables. This is, this is a slaw. It's not yeah. vegetables. Welcome to the Modern Waiter Podcast. I'm Marlon Joseph, the Modern Waiter, where we discuss all things restaurant business. Learn something. Laugh at something. <laughs> on today's episodes, the tables are turned. Hmm. We get a refreshing perspective from the guest point of view. Today, we welcome Ron, who we will affectionately call Ron Burgundy. We will pepper him with questions because we want to know what the guests see. So the tables are turned, but first, the intro. I'm tired of working deadbeat jobs for lame pay. I'm tired of getting fired and hired the same day. If you know the rules of the game, then you'll stay. And if you don't, then you'll be a pawn while they play. I'm tired of working deadbeat jobs for lame pay. As usual, I'm joined by my good friend, Danny DeVilla. What's up, what's up, what's up, people? How you doing, my brother? I am well. How are you? Hey, Ron. Yes. Hello. Welcome, (laughs) welcome, welcome, my friend. We did a show on uh, on regulars, okay, okay? Yeah. and a super regular here. That's how, yeah, that's how we became friends. All, yeah. all three of us. Mm-hmm. We've we've even shared vacation time together. Several years ago, it was by now. So we're up. We're, we're due for a re up. About four weight losses ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about the restaurant that made you come back? As far as the restaurant where I used to work at, where Danny works at, uh, we'll, we'll start there. I think initially it was location, 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 just yep. like real estate, just That's like selling true. real estate. Okay. But I think as you get to go there, you get to know people, the personalities, you know, the fact that these are neighbors of mine, people mm-hmm. in the community, and you start networking and making some good friends. So that was really what it was about for me. I didn't even know that you lived uh, close by. Right around the corner. Right around the corner. Nice. Okay, I just thought you liked us. A <laughs> <laughs> little bit. And uh, so it was the familiarity. It was close, but then they must have done something, right? I think you just get to know people. Yeah. You get to know the menu. You get to know what you like, what you don't like. And then they start, you know, serving you and, and doing some things differently for you. I don't want this. I don't want that. Gotcha, you know? gotcha. But I find that if... if you are a good tipper, and if you treat people well, they will do less carbs or more carbs or I don't want this, I want that, I want a different sauce, I don't want this dressing. I'm sure you've talked about that, you know, ad nauseum. Yeah, I mean, money other talks, episodes, really, but, but it's more of uh, sometimes people who are good tippers, not who are, sometimes they're good tippers and they're still a pain in the ass. You know what I mean? Like, you got to really... Uh, I don't want to say bend over backwards because we bend over backwards for the most part. That's a part of our job. We want to make people comfortable. Mm-hmm. But I 
don't necessarily think it's only about the tips. I think there's a difference between treating people well and being a good tipper. Absolutely. Ah, okay. We're on to something. We are, because if you treat someone well and give them you know, decency and respect, mm-hmm. you can give them 20%, 25%, you know, and, and, think about it, and yeah. never think about it. True. That's, so you have some people that, that that's the excuse for why they treat you like, like crap. Because, yeah. oh, I'm giving you 30%, 40%, so I can just treat you like, like crap, and I'll come back and you'll kiss my ass. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a, a very, very lovely, delicious uh, exactly. distinction that uh, I and will take. Ron is definitely not that person. Let's let's first clear the air with that. Not, <laughs> I am difficult. Yeah, not, not even a little bit. <laughs> Do you characterize yourself as difficult? Not at all. Not no, at all. I didn't think so. I not never had that. Uh, I never had that uh, thought of you at all. At any time, has a restaurant failed you? What, in what way has that occurred for you? I think restaurants think constantly about? fail me. All right, let's I, get into yeah, it. Let's talk about I, that. I, uh, I'm super observant, and I tend to be very critical, but I notice lots of different things, lots of things most people don't notice. Okay. People say, what do you do for a living? Well, it runs the gamut, but I, I, I notice things. That's what I do. I see things that other people don't see. And it's being detail-oriented and also being able to tell that someone is not enjoying their job, uh, they're not having a good day. And that's something that I I tend to tell people. You never know what someone's dealing with behind closed doors. So if they're having an off day, you know, I tend to give people the benefit of the doubt. But but I think restaurants and just all kinds of industries and businesses tend to fail me on a regular basis. I'm not going to necessarily hold it against them, but I see some of the failures. I mean, that's... That's so, part so, of it is seeing so the failures and, and let's talk about going forgiving, through, you know, almost going through something that's late, like something latest in your because You drop, you travel a good amount. I do. Um, tell the audience like when like a experience, give us an experience that we kind of that we can digest from your point of view. I'll give you the, the, the one I'm going to have to deal with tomorrow is flying. OK. You know, when you're a flight attendant, you have uh, lots of jobs, uh, but first and foremost, they'll tell you is safety. Now that has a whole different meaning now. Sure. You know, what is safety on an airline? Mm-hmm. But they also have to be a, a server. They have to be uh, someone that calms people. They have to be someone that that uh, establishes rules and enforces rules True. Uh, now than, than, you know, more than ever before. Uh, but you do see that, especially when you're, you know, you're seated in first class, you're, you're not getting first class. You're not getting the attention. You're not getting the service. You're not getting the meals. You're not, you know, so you're you, you pay you're, for, for a bigger seat. Pretty much, you're paying for you're paying for a bigger seat, and you're paying to get off before everybody else. Okay. Um. So 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 that's you know that's flying. But in terms of a you know, and I, I'm I'm I eat a lot by myself, so I tend to sit at bars a lot. Mm-hmm. Um. We can have that that whole other debate. Do you get a better service at a bar where usually there's somebody always in front of you, or do you get better service at a table? But um, you know, sometimes you'll sit at a bar for minutes on end without even getting a hello let alone a menu or a drink or whatever you're you know you're asking for okay so, so uh let's as we unpack some of these failings we're going to put it in the categories now it seems like the first category the first bucket is going to be being greeted in a decent amount of time and and the greeting does not necessarily at least for me correct me if i'm wrong danny does not have to mean engagement 
the greeting is acknowledgement. Acknowledgement, yes. Okay. Do you yeah, agree hey, with that? I totally agree. <clears throat> hey, that seat is, is, is filled with somebody. I'll be with you in a minute. I'll be with you in five minutes. You know, and I, again, I tend to give people the benefit of the doubt. I know when someone is slammed. Mm -hmm. I know when a bartender is weeded in the weeds. Yes. That's a term that I've gotten to know. <laughs> so you, you can see that and you're just like, well, you know, I don't expect you to drop everything. I think that maybe, you know, who the, the, the management or the ownership needs to say, hey, when we're really busy like this, you know, it's a fine line between putting more staff on or you know, so forth and so on. But yeah, I mean, as long as you're acknowledged, and again, I give people the benefit of the doubt. So I'm like, I can see you're busy. I can see you're sweating. You're, you know, you can't work fast enough and you don't want the product to suffer either. So, yeah. you know, if you can, if that's one, you know, one um, difference between sitting at a bar and sitting at a table. If you're at the bar, especially if the service bar is at the bar, mm -hmm. you can see how crazy it is Yeah. versus sitting at a table and it could be like, you know, you hear the violins playing, and meanwhile, in the back, all hell is breaking loose. True. Absolutely. So, so what you would say, like, the communication is probably the... Communication is key, eye contact, a smile, that sort of thing. Hey, you can't, you know, get to somebody for a few minutes, give them a menu. Yeah. You know, this business now with, with COVID and saying, well, there's our, our, our sign or the what QR have you. Code. There's a barcode, yeah. a QR code. That's just, like, that's a reason... That's a recipe for disaster. It is. Plus, mo some people don't know how to use it. You're right. I'm not a big fan of the QR code, and I forgot where I was the last time it came up. And it's like, people are still doing this? I mean, there's, there's to me anyway, there's still a need for a menu because there are so many people who do not want to look at their phone to navigate a menu. I'm You're on right. my phone enough. I want a menu. I want to see how it's designed. I want to see what's on it. I want to see the order of the the you know the appetizers, the salads, the entrees. To me, that's that's that's, a, that's yeah. part of the whole experience. It is. What kind of condition is the menu in? Absolutely. Is there sauce all over it? Is it torn? <clears throat> yes. Can you read it? <laughs> yeah. It, it Has it been through something. the warm back? Exactly. It does say something. It's, it does. It makes perfect sense. It does. And it's the difference between if you gave me a book or sent me an e-book, you know, uh, the, the book to me gives me more of a feel. I, I, I like reading books. I, I love reading books. Like, like physical yeah. books. I don't, I find it a lot harder for me to read on my phone or my Kindle or whatever you want to call it because then you're just like the average person who stares at the screen all day anyways you're just staring at the screen. Or is there so much food on this menu from previous guests that I don't even need to order anything else? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll, lick, I'll, I'll lick the thing and go home. <laughs> like I, I always used to joke about my grandmother's remote control. I was like, she doesn't need lunch. <laughs> it's right there. It's all over the remote. <laughs> yes, now I remember where I was. I was in Miami, and uh, they gave us a the QR code, and I, I asked for a menu. And uh, so they gave us a menu, uh, or no, she said there was no menu. Then I asked about the specials. The specials were on a menu. And it blew my mind. I was like, okay, you're willing to give me a paper special, but not uh, a paper menu. Mm -hmm. And it, it's, I, I, I find it to be, okay, maybe, maybe at first we were, you know, figuring things out. But it just doesn't work. I spend it, more time with a guest teaching them how to use their phone for QR codes than it would be for me to go run and grab them that menu. Yeah. And how many times are you asked to handle that phone? Can oh, you just put it in for me or something? And exactly. then now there's... Yeah, I, I've shown easily three, 400 guests how to use 
their iPhone in, in the QR code. Yeah. With the Androids, I, I run into more problems, you know, because I'm I'm just not an Android person, and I don't. And I think you have to have an app. It's not half the phones that they're not connected to the phone naturally. W- weren't we together when you told me I had to uh, open up my camera to take the uh, yeah the QR code? Yeah, I was like, what's going on? Here? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, and that's the other thing. If you look at the technology, mm-hmm. the 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 physical menu is the same experience for everybody. Yeah. You go now going to a website, depending on what type of phone it is or device, it could be problematic. And then the other thing I don't like to see is if you go to an online menu and it's full of typos or it's not formatted right, then it's like, okay, you know. What Ron is the meal going to be fixed like? Our uh, menu QR uh, issue in the beginning temporarily, temporarily until, yeah. until the parent company got it online. I, I said, you guys need the menu on there because there there were no menus. Yeah, that that's attention to detail that that should be that that's not even attention to detail. That's a basic thing. You have a you have a online presence. The menu has to be there because you don't want people calling your restaurant trying to figure out what's on the thing. You, they, there's enough distractions for someone not to come to your restaurant. You don't want the fact that they don't know what your wares are. Yeah, absolutely. You know, to to dissuade them from from coming. And in terms of a sales tool, they're going to look at the menu. Mm-hmm. They're going to look at what they want. They're going to put their phone away, or they're going to go to another screen or or their home screen or whatever. Yes. But that menu is a sales tool. If somebody could want something additional, hey, that looks pretty good. On second thought, give me one of those too. Yes, exactly. 100%. And it's in front of you. You can point. It's it's, it's a visual thing. Like you said, it has You multiple... can share it yes. with somebody else. Hey, take a look at this. Mm-hmm. You know. All right. So when Ron Burgundy comes up and uh, the first bucket has has been met or not met, which is, you know, being acknowledged at, at the very least. And you have a barometer for understanding. Oh, you're a little busy. I get it. But I've seen sometimes, I mean, I'm on the other side of the table, where I'll go to a bar and a server is lingering with another guest or lingering with a fellow server, and they fail to do that acknowledgement. What, what can we carry further into the experience that can be a failing at times? Okay. The wrong thing comes out or the wrong side comes out. Gotcha. Now, how, how can we fix that? I asked because we just did a, a show on lies that servers tell. And the wrong thing comes out, and we're quick to blame the kitchen when it was our fault. Can you recognize these lies? Oh, I think honesty is the best policy. Okay. You know, you don't want to make excuses. You don't want somebody to think, hey, that you're just making excuses. But I think, you know, you don't want somebody getting the blame that doesn't deserve the blame understood it wasn't the kitchen's fault wasn't the food runner's fault you don't want them getting dirty looks you don't want you know the ire of the customer directed at them when it's easy to say hey i screwed up i'm really sorry we're getting you the right thing don't worry about it we'll get you you know whatever make good you want to give them Mm -hmm. i think that honesty is the best policy when it comes to that now you know you're not killing people you're just delivering the wrong item or or it's another thing is it's really, really late. It takes an eternity to get something. I think that's really worse when it's an appetizer or the first thing the customer gets mm. versus, you know, then they have something in their stomach, they can wait. If there's bread, that's available. The Failing on the first thing is, is kind of tough. It is tough. Because then, then you're setting the wrong tone and you have no 
leeway after that. Yeah, I, I first impressions are big. Right, so we went me. out on Saturday, and we were down in Miami, and we were to go see a show. Okay. <clears throat> There's five of us. We order. The first thing I tell the, the, the waitress was, because um, they have one of those pads where you kind of, like, almost like an eye, like, you can do it all on the pad kind of thing. So I ordered the appetizer. I said, hey, put that in while you're right here, and we're going we're gonna to order while you're here, but put that in right now. You know what okay. I mean? This way we know it's in. Appetizers in first. And then you can send the food right after whatever you have to do. We take the order, and, you know, it takes like five minutes. You know, for we put, we put the one thing in. We give her her drinks. We put the whole order in. So in my head, like, when she put all the other stuff through, there should have been about a five-minute gap, you know, when... Let me tell you, our appetizer came out after our meals. Ooh. <laughs> okay. And it was nachos, B. Not like something that's, you yeah, know, that, no. that's time-preparing or Correct. hard to do. Correct. It came out literally after our meals, and I had to remind the food. I said, hey, are there some nachos back there? Because, uh, and on top of that, the food came out scattered. I got oh. my plate. Somebody else got their plate. Like it was five plates. They came out one by one. Like you have two hands. How was, was it? A, I know the answer to this because I hear nachos. Was it an Asian place? Because a lot of um, sushi style places, they it's whatever's no. up. No, no, That's it was weird. yeah. If I, and I could see, and I could get that if it was a sushi kind of place where you know where the food comes out really fast. I'm it okay doesn't even necessarily come out really fast. It just comes out when it comes out. Some people ask for it that way. They yeah. say, as soon as it's ready, bring it out. We don't need and, a, a formal presentation and, of everybody getting it at the same time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that. But what kind of threw us all off, we're like, we're sitting there for like 20 minutes mm-hmm. and with no appetizer. And then I get my plate first. Like my entree, like, oh, okay. <laughs> They're all looking around like, uh, did they did, did we get forgotten? <laughs> and, and that's big when you're sharing an appetizer. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't show up, and then you have your entree, and people are looking at you like, "What is going?" I on? want some of that. Exactly. <laughs> so then, what what do you think happened? I don't know if the ball got dropped in the kitchen, or if the ball got dropped on the server end, or or if that server just sent everything at once. How to get fixed? It didn't. They got they. It, the food came out the way it was, and I asked for the. Too bad, so sad. Yeah, they had okay. it French style. The nachos were last. The nachos were last. <laughs> and uh, we were just happy. To, we were hungry enough that we we were able to eat it. But it it, it threw off the experience. Yeah, big us. time. Because Absolutely. you know, if I get my entree, I can hardly look at appetizers after that. You know, and you know. and that was you know because like a couple sandwiches, so it wasn't like a, a big entree or anything. Because we were expecting to have this gotcha. big platter of nachos we all are going to share, enjoy, and then jump into our entree. You don't want to serve disappointment. Yeah. Ooh. That's the worst thing to serve. I like Ooh. that. I love Ooh. that. I like that. You can turn it around if you do. But again, I say just admit it when you're yeah. when things aren't perfect. Just admit it. Don't Especially if it's your fault. See, those nachos could have just been sitting in the window and the, the server forgot about them. And I'd have been okay if, you know. Yeah. And sometimes, like, a, it, it could be as silly as a, a ticket falling. It could you be know, something like, small. Yeah, it could be something small, and it's just they think it's waiting for something else. Things things get missed. However, let's let's put it back on the track from because uh, Ron Burgundy is here to tell yeah. us, you know, uh, about his side of the uh, of the fence there. And have you been sitting? I get the sense that since you're at the bar, you're within earshot. The windows are right wide open, so to speak, of other guests' experience. Have you been? around other guests has have they done things that made you cringe all the time mm. just some of the things they say okay you know unless you know the server or 
the manager or the bartender, you know, you don't talk to them like they're a servant or, Got you. you know, a buddy or somebody you, you know, dislike. You know, you some people don't get that if you want good service, you have to be nice to people. True. You get more with... With honey. Honey. Yes, absolutely. You know, I, there's just a... a, a a base level of respect that I think you just, it's missing depending on, you know, where you are, the type of place it is, who the clientele is. That, to me, just, that really rubs me the wrong way, just like, you you have no idea. If you see somebody t- disrespecting somebody and talking down to somebody, or just mean, it's like, like who, who brought you up? And, exactly. and what are you going to get out of that? Yeah, what are you going to get out of that? You know? And you, and you, and you dine it. High end to lower everything, end places. Everything. So, so can, do you, do you see a difference in clientele when you're at these different places? And maybe like kind of explain. You know, I distinctly remember taking a very late flight and getting into Las Vegas, uh, meeting my father, and ending up at a noodle shop at like, two a.m. or something like that. And a bunch of people walked in, and um, it seemed like they were from New York. I'm from New York originally. But they were giving this this server such an attitude and such a level of disrespect, and I, it just it I just I I can't forget it. I can't forget how mean this group of guys was to to this this server. It was it just blows my mind. And how can you expect, you know, any kind of goodwill in return exactly. when you treat somebody like that? That's yeah. that's what gets me. Now I have one other thing I want to I want to tell you. Sometimes you're you're you are at a table and you're with a big group. Could be six, ten. You know, a fifteen top, <laughs> and uh, you can't you can't see what I'm doing, but I had my Air fingers quotes. up in quotation. Air yeah. <laughs> and uh, you'll have you'll have a, a server take the orders, and you're like, is this is this like this person have a photographic memory? And sometimes I'll say, do you want to write this down because I'm going to call you on it if 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 anything is messed up, you know, or or if if we're missing something yeah. or if the wrong, you know. Sometimes you have servers that are unbelievable; they have amazing memories. And sometimes you're like, told you to write it down. Yeah. <laughs> told you to write it down. <laughs> and it's, it's, it becomes a, a humorous thing. Yeah. You're not really mad at them, you know, especially if they can fix it. But um, you, you have, I I'm happen to be a proponent of either you have a device or you're, you're just doing the, the old school writing on a pad mm-hmm. well, so that you get it right. Again, it's all in the details. It's all in the details, and uh, Danny, maybe not on the 15 top, but he is not much, uh, he tends to remember most orders. He he is unbelievable in that regard. And for me, I write everything down. If you tell me a water, I'll write that down. Not that I can't remember, but I want to give the perception of me taking your order seriously. That's another thing. It's Mm -hmm. it's a psychological thing, but also you're probably more apt to forget a water than, let's say, an entree. True. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. But I, I take these cues because I tend to w- want to free my mind. So I'll write everything down. And when I get to the computer, my biggest problem is just reading my doggone handwriting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting it before he goes, that happens. <laughs> what did I write there? And in my head, I'm like, I'm looking, I'm looking at him. I'm looking at the menu in my mind. I'm like, it looks like that. <laughs> but, but I got to tell you, I appreciate a server that comes back to me and says, just so I get it right. Not, I totally forgot what you ordered, but just so I get it right. You know, what was it? Or so, or they'll miscall it. Yeah. And they'll be, no, it, was, it wasn't that. It was this. Fine. And, 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 I, and like, that's a big I, one. I, I take orders. 
just like he said, without the... And I try to repeat it at the table one time. And if I go back, and let's say it's six top, and I'm in my head on process, it's like, oh, there's three of these and two of these and one of these, but you want to make sure. So I come back to the table, just like you said. And I know what they had. Like, let's say you have a burger. Three people had a burger. One was medium, one was medium well. And, you know, then they have, they want cheddar, this and that. I'll be like, what was that cheese again? You know, just, they know that I know that they had what they had because only, that was the only thing that had cheese on it. But in this way, you can kind of, you're, right. you're almost, just like you said, you, you went back to the table to make sure that you gave them the experience that they needed in the end. And writing it down is a big one. I didn't even think about that. Just, even if you could remember a party of two or something, just to, yeah. to take it seriously. You know, that's that's a big one. And, and it's also evidence. True. It's proof that if they, sometimes they change their mind or they forgot what they ordered. The customer, the guest. And they'll say, no, I didn't get this, I got that. Now, you never want to go back and say, well... Yeah, I, I wrote it down, sir. It, you, this is what you ordered. I, I order things all the time by accident. Could be a drink. Sometimes I, I order well, uh, a, a different a vodka point, or a right? different, an entire different drink. You know? Did you catch yourself pointing at a menu and then maybe it comes out wrong? Yes. All the time. Now, uh... Yeah, like, we're all human. We yeah. all make mistakes. And that's the thing. We're not robots. We make mistakes. Things happen. I tend, again, I tend to be more forgiving than most, but I know... A lot of people in in the restaurant business and in the hospitality business. I'm in the back of a lot of hotels, and I see all the the lengths that these companies go for service. All the rules, the ten five rule, the greeting of the customers, the smiles, the whole thing about you know how to make people feel welcome. So I'm a very much an educated consumer, but it doesn't take a lot to be nice. Just doesn't. I think that's a, a personality thing. Uh, I'm not going to paint. And, and for the most part, to be fair, most people are nice. Just the, the, the squeaky wheels that really give that grating, grating experience yeah. can, can really sour. Yes, yeah, there's far and few in between. And like you said, and those, and those instances are very memorable. That's true. You that's know, true. The people that that rude <laughs> or that rude situation, you're going you're, you're gonna to remember... It's like like what they said. You don't you don't remember all the times you win at poker. You remember your bad beats or your right. you know or your your big losses. You know so same thing with work. You're not going to remember all the nice beautiful people that you run through on a regular basis. You remember that person want to smack. And that, <laughs> and that also is a philosophy thing, which which I like to I like to preach a lot is that you're supposed to forget those. True. You're supposed to forget the bad beats. Yeah. You're supposed to don't, forget Don't let the, it ruin your day. Correct. Or your night. Correct. No, and yeah, and that's the key is being able to walk away from is key. And that's something you have to learn over years. Like it never happened. You get that crappy tip or that rude person. You just you, you just don't even want to talk about it because then what you what you focus on expands. Exactly. And that is just a fact in the universe. And so for me personally, I tend to just as quickly as possible, try to not give it any any I more mean, look, force. I put, it, I put it in the basket and I walk away from <laughs> it. And at that point, it's gone. And, and just like servers and bartenders and even managers can have a bad day, you know, guests can have, have a bad, bad day, day too. Absolutely. I often will sit at a bar and, and be on my phone and, and pay very little attention to who's serving me and something will get put in front of me and I won't even notice it if I'm really engaged mm -hmm. in what I'm doing or I'm, I'm writing something on my phone or texting or emailing. You know, don't we have bad days too as guests? Some, especially if we're at a bar and we want we want some drinks. Might have been a long day. Yeah. So, and again, if as you get to know the people that are serving you, a lot of things get forgiven. You yeah. Know? But 
you know, more often than not, you're dealing with a one-off customer or somebody that you just don't have a rapport with. That's really what we're talking about. That first-time customer where first impressions are huge. We talked about the menu. Mm-hmm. We talked about engaging people, greeting people. And, of course, when that first thing comes out, how long does it take to come out? And how does it taste? How does it set the tone for the, the whole rest of the meal? Absolutely. A question I have to ask you is, have you ever had, or do you have a memorable instance, and it doesn't have to be at the restaurant where you know people, like somewhere you've been somewhere and you've had your frown turned upside down in a positive way? Uh, I'll tell you that I was not at a restaurant per se, but I was sitting in a, a hotel meal environment, mm-hmm. similar to a restaurant, lots of rounds in a big room, and we're in COVID still, and there's clear partitions between the people serving you at a buffet. And I uh, I had a, a banquet staff member pick up my dishes and my silverware, and I was going to go back for some soup, so I kind of wanted my napkin, and then I realized, well, I don't need a fork for soup. Um, and she picked everything up, and I saved my napkin, and it looked like it went by probably in five seconds. It probably took her 30 seconds, 40 seconds, a minute to go. She put a soup right in front of me. This is a self-serve buffet. She went and got me soup. I'll never forget that. All I had to do was say, I, I, you know, I want this, I'm still eating, or I, I, I don't need that. Forget it. Different set of silverware. You don't need to, most soups you don't eat with a fork. Boom. 45 seconds later, I had a soup in front of me. Wasn't her job, but she said, I'll get the guest a soup. That's awesome. That is awesome. I mean, that's, that's rare. I, I feel that's rare. Being able to anticipate the needs of the customer. And, mm-hmm. you know, she, she could have said, okay, well, that guy's going to get up and get a soup. Hope he enjoys it. She went ahead and got me the soup. Yeah, that's fantastic. That and, is. and that's what we're all. That's the tone of what we do as servers. You know, mm-hmm. we, we want to try to anticipate, anticipate the guest yeah, absolutely needs and, and give them. And when and when a customer or a guest comes in with with a child or children, to to go that extra mile. And I don't know if there's coloring books. I know that now with you know the pandemic things are different. But back then, before all this business, you know the, the restaurant would have crayons or they would have a coloring book or they'd have something or just as simply as is getting the child a water or something to just kind of occupy their time um, is just huge because that's that can really impact mm-hmm. the experience is really the conduct of the children yeah sometimes kids are tough they can be and I think the restaurant industry understands that the children are the one that dictates where the parents go for dinner yeah absolutely and it also dictates I think the expectation of how fast the food comes out Especially for the children. Like, get them fed as soon as possible. <laughs> no, that's the, that's the first know? thing I do usually is you see a child, you let them you let the parents know, hey, this is what we have for the kids. It's not on the menu kind of thing. Exactly. And that's going the extra mile, especially if you don't have a published, you know, children's menu. But even just bringing over, like, anticipating the needs, bring over the bread, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever your restaurant has for, you know, for children. That's, that's a big one, too. Just to throw it out there. Okay. Now, you, I've seen you at the bar just relaxed, throwing out some magic tricks. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm assuming that you are a fan of magic and magicians. I mean, if I had my way and I didn't have to worry about money, I would probably be a bar magician, and I probably would get paid in drinks. <laughs> tip, tip, tips and drinks. I mean, well, the, the Tonight Show is taken, so. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, what a great environment to, to, to do, you know, to perform your silly, you know, car tricks and, and the like. And, I mean, it's, and it passes, it could potentially be used to pass the time when there is a problem. Yeah. 
Oh, that's true. And when uh, when did you start? Uh, okay, so I um, started very young. I had an uncle that was uh, an amateur, let's say, magician. And uh, and then I went away and, and, and started, uh, started meeting with uh, New York City magicians in a back room in a deli. Oh, really? Yes. And then I went away for three summers, three weeks during the summer, um, one week each summer for a program that is just intense magic, like for really serious students of magic. And you would learn from from people that did magic in, in the strangest circumstances. Everybody who incorporated magic from a theatrical perspective, they mm -hmm. were actresses, actors, clowns, bar magicians, parlor magicians, illusionists with stage shows. So I really got a, a huge education and that was right before college. I went to college, started, started working as a magician on the weekends. Nice. In different wow. places, yeah. I mean, he does an excellent, he does an excellent job with his magician stuff. So I can't, I can see it actually. Well, happening. it's it's an icebreaker, just like yeah. you know when you introduce yourself and say, "My name is Danny, I'm uh, I'm going to be taking care of you tonight." That's like the 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 buzz that seems like everybody says, "I'm going to be taking care of you." <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and try. <laughs> now, who, which magician would be the worst bartender? Oh, I don't know. This is a family show, so I, I can't go into is it. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. Who would be the worst? Probably Penn and Teller. I was going because Penn and they, Teller. Yeah, because they, they, they do some pretty, you know, quote-unquote grotesque uh, feats of illusion. Mm -hmm. So you don't want, you know, someone that that, uh, that is really hungry and you're going to throw, you know, put a knife in your arm or yeah. a needle through your tongue or whatever they do. It's like, all right. That's that was really kind of cool. I don't know how you did that. But I, now I'm, I'm not, not hungry, hungry anymore. I'm not hungry. Can I have another drink? <laughs> yes. Check, please. I was thinking Penn and Teller because one doesn't speak and the other one is too tall. And you can't have a too tall bartender. Yeah, okay. So you go, yep, that's true. Uh, there's, there's no space for him back there. <laughs> Yeah, I'm telling you. Well, you know, or any 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 real magician would would serve a drink and then the drink would be gone. You know, I'd be like, <laughs> they figure out how to drink it themselves. Yeah. <laughs> or they'll have that bottomless uh, that you keep drinking it and it refills it fills back up. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be kind of cool. That would be really. Or cool. any or any magician that might do balloon animals. <laughs> I don't think that would go well at a bar. No, some, not at some, a bar. Actually, Maybe table table like side, that. but yeah, no. Table side would work. Keep the balloons at the tables. Yeah. Because kids are eating that up. Like because at a bar, it might be mistaken for something else. Yeah, yes. <laughs> now, you travel quite a bit, like we talked about. And what we are obviously in South Florida. And whenever, I don't know if you identify with this, I find that there are distinct differences to from South Florida to almost anywhere in the country. Mm -hmm. If you agree, what, what are those uh, distinctions? Uh, I think uh, people down here in South Florida are drunks. <laughs> no, <laughs> they do. I think they do drink. It's just part of the the whole Fort Lickerdale. Fort Lickerdale. It, I think it's all part of the the, the beachfront kind of culture, the reputation of Fort Lauderdale and Miami. But I mean, if you're staring at a beach and you there's a smell that's associated with it. Par partially, it's you know it's sunblock and suntan lotion. Yes. But there's this there's this thing going on with the sun and the sounds and the smells and you just you just you know and and the way they that these products are marketed 
to the masses, to the audience. You're looking at a Corona commercial. Now you're looking at a beach that looks like the Corona commercial yeah. with all the girls. True, true. So it's it's they're doing their jobs. So you're mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'll, you know, and I'll I'll have another one, and I'll have another one. So I think that certainly, uh, well, I think everybody likes there. There are drinkers in every city, absolutely, and even in smaller towns where there's probably less to do and more drinking done. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think that um, I think that if you go to places like the Midwest. People speak a little slower. Um, there's a, a tendency, I think, like in places like the Midwest, like Minnesota, the the whole Minnesota nice thing. You know, there's and I realize now we're in a global economy, and you could be from Miami and working in Chicago or in Seattle, and there's a, it's a big mix right now. But I think South Florida uh, definitely. I think that people tend to see the beach and, and want to imbibe a little bit more, and also do some probably some seafood. Versus in the Midwest, maybe you're landlocked. You're doing some steak mm-hmm. or some True. some some meat of some kind. Yeah, I hear that all the time. Actually, you definitely yep. hear that from guests. And then I think out in California, it's uh, you know I think you have a lot of depending if you're in LA or San Francisco, you have uh, some some big wine influences out mm-hmm. in California. Maybe some more wine is is consumed there, and uh, you you know mixology, and you have your you know your more of your urban areas, LA West Coast. Maybe a little bit more focused on Mexican fare. Gotcha. And their their take on that Mexican Tex Mex. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just in New Mexico. We're doing breakfast burritos. That's a, a Texas mm-hmm. South Texas thing as well. So you see a little bit you know difference in the in the fare and and how it's on a menu and how it's marketed, and then also I guess you see the same in terms of the people that serve you. Gotcha. Their backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Now uh, you mentioned wine. What, uh, when you're on a date, what type of service do you... <laughs> Next question. No. <laughs> Number one, what's a date? <laughs> right. I'll let you know when I find one. <laughs> well, I'm assuming you have been on a date or... Uh, okay, so let's... You're not on a date. No, I'm what, on a date. He's on a date. Have He's on a date. Have what, type of, what type of service do you like? Do you like the, uh, the step-back service or the clear and present service? Oh, I What's think your style? I think if you're on a first or second date and you're you're getting to know this person, you want to be interrupted as little as possible. So like the silent service where you I don't know that it's silent because I think that a server can really enhance the date and enhance the experience. Especially, you know, to to talk very traditionally and very old school, a server has the ability to make the guy look really good. Yeah. Yeah. You That's know, from job. from everything from the location of the table to you know how the food is to the attention you know the date is getting yes uh so we tend to give her the attention the ladies go first type of thing um how we present with the well we wear tablecloths and things like that yeah i don't think you can interrupt or i don't interrupt you can serve service a table um I don't think you can do it uh, too little, but you can do it too much. Yes, mm. you you can you Look can you can man. service it to the degree that it's interruption, and but I don't think you can do it, you know, too little, you know, because there will be perhaps waters that need to be filled, or second, you know, second glasses bottle. of wine, Correct. second refills of cocktail. Well, and that's what I mean by silent services, where I'm watching you. Mm-hmm. I know you're on that date. 
I'm making sure everything that you need is there for you, but I am not truly interrupting the flow of what you're going through. Your your conversation, you you have that all to yourself, but all your needs are met. Well, the two of you can pretty much tell what's going on, whether this is a couple that's been together for a while, or they're married, uh, are these two people that don't know each other that well? So you can mm. kind of gauge, but I think really you don't want a lot of small talk with a customer if it's a first date and Absolutely. they're trying to get to, to know one Absolutely. another. Yeah, you, know? you, you want them to have that time. Yeah, and when you're when you are going to go to the table, it it better be for a valid you know a valid reason. If you're there for like three, you can ask me how everything is once. Yeah, I don't need to know five hundred times. No, you know. Now I'm I have uh, just a couple more before we let you go. Okay. Uh, describe to me something that uh, you may not know about the restaurant industry that Danny and I can regale you. Is there anything deep in there that you've always wanted to know? And perhaps even if you seem like an educated uh, uh, diner. Or even, you listen to our show. Is there anything you ever heard on the show that you didn't know and now that you do know? I think that what I found interesting was the way way servers size up the table. (laughs) And all the nonverbal cues that they look for from as from things like who gets the check to uh to you just mentioned it do they have everything Mm -hmm. does the table have everything that they need that sort of thing and and you know what i have one one other thing i'll let you go i mean i'll let you respond no No, i I was going to say um you you mentioned the lies that that servers tell uh I, i i would venture to think that you've probably sold something uh, sold an entree, sold an appetizer, sold something that you've actually never had. Oh yeah, oh all the time, all the time, and it's it's all it's out of uh, something that isn't practical. That Danny uh, brought up a good point because sometimes when uh, a new menu is rolled out, well, back in the day when a new menu item rolls out or a new menu, everyone had to show up. It was a big to-do. You go through the ingredients list. You go through how everything tastes. And that's how it's supposed to be done. Mm-hmm. Now, as I've gone on in years in the business, it has been done that way less and less. For a variety of reasons, I can defend it both ways. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's, it's more of a, I don't want to say it's a hassle, but it's a big to-do to get a meeting together, you know, schedule. It's bad enough scheduling, you know, staff. So what they'll do is they'll introduce uh, a, 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 an item, mm-hmm. and then most people will, will try it. And I say most because at the time when they're trying it on a shift, maybe not everyone is working. You know, there's, there's full-time staff, there's part-time staff, there's daytime staff, and not everyone has that opportunity. So what do you do? You, you embellish. I mean, and when it comes to that, I tend to tell people that I've never tried it. I do as well. You know, I, st- I can right. still have I've never opinion. tried it, but people seem to really enjoy Correct. it. Correct. Absolutely. Correct. You just, Look, you just, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, but like I said, I, I think honesty is the best policy. Yeah. You know, but again, somebody wants to order the most expensive thing on the menu. You haven't had it. You probably haven't had it because it's the most expensive thing on the menu. Sure. They're not going to allow you to, you know, here, let's hand a bunch of out. Yeah, let's, let's, let's slice up these lobsters that, that's, here. That's another common misconception. I think that some people think that because you work there, you eat for free every night and get whatever you want. And that's just not the case. There's no restaurant can stay in business like that. No. But you would, you would expect somebody to be a little bit educated or a lot educated on, on what the food is. And how it's prepared. That's another thing. How is it prepared? Absolutely. Sometimes menus don't do a sufficient enough job of kind of telling you, 
you know, how it how it's prepared. If it, it does it come on pasta, you know, the worst thing ever is getting something that you don't expect. Exactly. You know, oh, I didn't know that was a salad. Oh, I didn't know it was on, mm-hmm. you know, it was on julienne vegetables. This is this is a slaw of yeah. vegetables. That's an excellent point. I that's a failing that that I see a lot is if your menu has to uh be accompanied by full explanations that's not very efficient at all and misleading menus i see it all the time Mm -hmm. and it's it's unfortunately just because it's done doesn't mean it's done well and it's done a lot it's done Mm -hmm. very often the the last one in your travels covid has turned and neutered i don't want to say they've neutered but ouch a lot of restaurants a lot. A lot of restaurants. They're in the hand. They're on the ground. Have had to pivot. (laughs) (laughs) I've had to pivot to things, away from things, Uh, and I find that some restaurants are abusing it. Like, oh, that's just you know, that's just the way it is now. What have you found that's kind of uh, annoying that they have swept under the COVID rug? I don't know if it applies too much to restaurants. I think restaurants are, are, you know, with, with many exceptions, doing the best they can given the circumstances. In fact, there's a worker shortage right now in this country. Restaurants are, are, are dying for, for, for help. They're dying for good help. They're dying for good employees. Um, I'm going to call out the airlines. I mean, we mentioned the travel. I'm calling out the airlines right now. They're, I think they're using COVID as, as an excuse to not restore the level of service they were giving prior to the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, I'm just going to make that general statement. I know we're we're here to talk about the restaurant business. It's um, a part of service. I, I don't know. I mean, service, though. Yeah, I mean, wrong. we talked we talked about the 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 menu situation. Oh, uh, you know, I think it just maybe boils down to personnel. I mean, it's it's different. I found that a lot of people in a lot of different businesses chose not to come back. They chose to go into different lines of work. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of hard. We've had friends of ours throw in the towel, retire, do something different, you know, or go to a different restaurant mm-hmm. because of perhaps the way they were treated during the pandemic when when and if there was a closure. Yeah. The whole takeout thing was going on. We know of restaurants that have still not reopened that are doing that just started takeout. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, well, what what do you mean? You're you're late to the party on the takeout thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, what's going on? And we've seen those employees go to different places, yes. haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's that was something, you know, oh, the hours, the hours yes. have changed dramatically. Dramatically. Uh, places are not staying open as late as they were. Generally speaking, I feel like you may or may not feel pressure to, to leave if, you, if you're one of these late diners. Mm. So they'll, you know, we stop serving at 10, let's say. But they'll let you order food till almost the 10 o'clock hour. They might shut it down sooner than that. But then, you know, then you're under pressure to kind of leave at a reasonable time because everybody's basically waiting on you. I th- I feel that that's a, that's a symptom of, of the hours kind of being rolled back in a lot of places. Definitely the hours. Um, I'm trying to think what else, you know, I've, I've seen. Um, down here, I think it's pretty, pretty relaxed, but you still have areas of the country and places just north of us you know, maybe not in a restaurant per se, but in country clubs and and certain facilities, they're still asking that masks be worn until you sit at your table. And I'm not here to engage in a medical or a political discussion, but 
you know, what's the difference? <laughs> it's it's the theater. As it, it's, 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 yeah, it's, theater, it's theater in the square. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you so much, Ron. You it's, got it. I feel like we could go on. You know, I'd love to come back when 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 you have a cancellation at the last second. <laughs> no, listen, uh, <laughs> we're, we're we're amassing our family, and you're part of the family, a friend of the show. And, and it's if, if I offended anybody, I apologize. Listen, if you offended don't, don't worry anybody, about that. Like, it's it's a it's a part of the deal. We, we're not we're not here to. We're starting a discussion. We're not uh, smoothing and solving any issues. Really, uh, light is the biggest uh, pathway to knowledge yeah. and understanding, and that's it. If you're, if you, if anyone's offended, then that's another discussion, and it's it's another branch worth di- uh, discovering. But I don't think there is room to to pinch off anyone's opinion for fear of someone else's reaction. We all have to to own our position. And then go from there. It's just a position. It's a start. It's never an end. It's not the end of it. And if we don't understand where somebody's coming from, we we talk about it. Absolutely. And that, and that's what we're doing. So yeah. thank you so much for talking about it. I agree your, with that. Your opinion is is very much uh, invited for the next time. And uh, yes, uh, if you enjoy our show, please, 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 uh, you know the best way that you can help us out is to pass it along to a friend. Tell them that you listened to the Modern Way to Podcast and it was pretty cool. Also, uh, <laughs> we are part of the One Star Podcast Network, your one-stop shop for all your restaurant-centric podcasts. It was put together by the ladies from the Sidework Podcast. We have the Copper and Heat. In Your Mouth. In Your Mouth Podcast. Macaroni Zone. And Confession of a Server. And then us. <laughs> I always say my your man Quaylen. Oh my bad. <laughs> Sorry, Quaylen. <laughs> yeah, let check him out. He went let back and forth with me, and I, he gave me the look. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's called dropping the ball. I kind of did drop the ball. It's all right. It's all right. We only do this every week, each and every week for you. I'm Marlon Joseph, the moderator. Thank you so much, Ron. I'm Danny Villa. Subscribe, 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 people. We'll see you next time. Later.